Mark, good to see you again. Um, could we start um, coming out of the Sheffield United game and going into the Watford game? Do you have any fresh team news concerns, injury concerns going into the game? Yeah, we do, Louis. Unfortunately, uh, our playmaker, Tino Angerin, had an injury in the day of the build-up game, the, the build-up training session before Sheffield United, and we were planning on starting him. And uh, he suffered uh, quite a really bad uh, ankle injury. And uh, we're really devastated for him because he's worked so hard in the training camp in Spain. He's put himself in a great shape physically, probably the best. Um, and Tino would agree that he's been in his career so far. Um, but we, we are going to assess it now with Chelsea and we are going to support him as much as we can with the medical staff. And Lee Bromby will obviously have dialogue with Chelsea to find a solution to what we're going to do. But first and foremost, we're just concerned and worried about Tino's welfare because um, we know he's going to be very mentally down at the moment due to that injury. Yeah, on that, Mark, on your final point there, how do you as a as a head coach try and do your all to keep spirits up when they're in a position like this? Because it's been a tricky season so far for Tino, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the lads have been great. They're playing with real confidence and you've seen that in the second half against Sheffield United. Um they, they really moved the ball about well and created a lot of good opportunities to go and score goals. Um, and Tino was a big player for us in that respect because he brings a lot of creativity in the final third. And we are just really sad for him because he worked so hard in the training camp. And we all know what it's like as a young player to deal with uh, a bad injury situation. You know, it's mentally tough. And he showed real toughness uh, and to get yourself back in great shape. But it's just unfortunate now he's inherited this bad injury and uh, we just got to help him and support him as best we can. And we understand that these things happen in football, but I'm sure that you'll come back even stronger. Assessment wise with Chelsea, do you have an early time frame at all on it, Mark? We don't know. Uh, he went and had surgery um, and uh, Kirke has been dealing with that alongside the medical staff and Lee Bromby is going to have dialogue with Chelsea. Um, but he's a player that we really think the world of. He's very well respected and liked in the group as well. And we know the fans love him. He's a real fav fans favourite. And uh, we are just really disappointed for him and his family that this has happened, you know. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll support him, as I said, as much as we can. Elsewhere, Etienne Kamara was ill last week. How's Etienne getting on? Yeah, Etienne had COVID, um, but he's back in contention. And Etienne's uh, built up this week really well and he looks stronger and he's more aggressive in everything he's doing at the moment. So he's going to be in contention for the weekend. For you, last weekend, you finally got to utilise your captain, Jonathan Hogg, and Tyree Simpson as well. How close are they to, to a place in the starting eleven, Mark? Yeah, they're very close. You know, um, the situation with... Uh, Tyrese and Hoggy is that I've not had them from day one, you know, so just to see them out there on the training pitch has been great. But what I would always say um, of recent is that um, they've only been back probably a week and a half, two weeks training, so we have to build them uh, gradually because, you know, when you go full steam ahead, that's when touch wood other injuries could come and uh, we don't want that. We've got to build them to get back up to the speed of the other guys. Um, but they're not too far off, and I'm really pleased they're back. Um, Hoggy was actually planned to play just a part of the game um, against Sheffield United, but he's just a player I really admire, and I had to get him on the pitch sooner because he's got such a presence. 
think the medical guys were getting a bit worried with my decision with that, but I've got experience of this with players and I knew that Hogging, he's an experienced guy and he knows how to manage his body. And I just felt that when he come on there in the second half, he brought and a real experience and leadership to the whole uh, performance. Yeah, he, he certainly had an impact in that second half, didn't he, Mark? And I guess for you as the head coach and, and given where Huddersfield Town are in the table at the moment, that must be such a big boost for you. Yeah, it's a very big boost for me and the staff um, to get a player of that experience back in the fold. Um, and he plays with real intensity, he's aggressive in everything he does. Um, and he plays with a real leadership and confidence. And it's only going to be beneficial for the group as we're moving forward now. We've got three massive games now building into January and we're full focus is on that at the moment. Just a quick one while while we're on individuals. Um, Mark Hughes at Bradford City said yesterday there'd be no inclination from Huddersfield Town that they that you were thinking of recalling Romney Critchlow. I just want to get your thoughts from a Huddersfield Town point of view. Had you have you had a look at Romney and, and have you thought about that? Guys, I don't want to speculate at all on the January window. Um, I don't want to speculate at all on ins and outs. We all know the situation we are in as a club that our uh, chairman wants to sell the club. There's not a big amount of funds there available to go and sign players or bring players in. And as I said, I'm really happy with the group I've got. Uh, the group to get their sell out of the situation that they found themselves in at the start of the season is incredible. If we'd won at the weekend from the Cardiff game onwards to then, I think we were touching mid-table form. And that's very pleasing for me as a head coach and showing we're going in the right direction. And of course, Watford will be a real tough test at the weekend, but it's a game that I'm absolutely excited for because I love coming to that stadium and playing in front of our own fans with this group. And we need their fans at the weekend. If they get behind us, I'm sure we'll put on a performance that made them proud like we did when we won against Hull and we got a good, strong draw against Swansea. And we've got to build on that home form now. I, I think what's been evident in the Sheffield United game and the Blackburn game, Mark, is maybe when the full-time whistle went, people were looking around thinking Huddersfield Town perhaps deserve more than what they got. But in both games, you conceded the first goal. Are you putting emphasis on trying not to concede that first goal? And if you do, working a way out how to get back into that game? Yeah, and that's what I would say. Don't worry about these situations, you know. You've got to roll your sleeves up and work even harder and bring that real spirit and determination to get yourself out of that. Because although we're defensively solid and we've got real foundation there, it doesn't mean we're never going to concede goals, you know. We're doing our best not to concede. And you could see how dangerous we are in the transitions. Um, and like I said, it's the big moments if we concentrate more. I've got no doubts these guys in this team could score goals, especially at set plays. We're absolutely super dangerous with real big presence there, attacking-wise and defensively. However, these lads that are in the forward areas, they've been scoring goals their whole career. So I've got absolutely no concerns. They've been doing it since they were young players. And uh, I, I, I know when they get the chances, they'll take their chances. It's just a matter of time and keep supporting each other and being confident about what we're doing. And we're really clear on what we're about at the moment, which is pleasing for me. And when we go to the teams like Sheffield United and Watford who are in the top six, you know that you're very comfortable in the game and you're never worried for any period because you're so defensively strong. It, it can almost be cliche in football, can't it? But it's all to do with momentum. Do you see in your strikers, once they 
get a couple of goals each that can get on a run? Have you seen enough that you're confident they can do that? I think this, the, the goals have got to come from all areas in the team. Um, everyone in that uh, group, when we are doing finishing exercises or transition work, you could see the calmness and coolness that, that the way the, the, they're finishing the moves off and it's just transporting that into the games and it's something that we're meticulous on. We constantly train these scenarios, constantly train these situations to give them big confidence, but we're also stressing our defenders because we know that teams in this league come in the offensive transitions as well. And we've got a real balance to what we're doing at the moment. Um, we've got to be very, very concentrated that we cut out the the, the soft goal that, that we conceded at the weekend. But apart from that, and you would all agree because you're football uh, people, Sheffield United never opened us up at all. Um, and it was a really pleasing sign for us that after we reviewed the game as a group, we are building really well now and we've got to go into Watford, get this club a good three points, um, and of course, we're full focus is leading into the January period, but the three games leading up to then is the most important thing for us. And of course, we need these fans behind us. When our fans get behind us, we are like a different animal because you could feel it coming through your body when they're pushing. And when they're pushing you, you run that extra yard, you go for the tackles, you're aggressive in your uh, actions when you're running forward. And please believe me, these players feel it when the fans are pushing us. So we've got to get behind these young players and push them at the weekend. We need to keep ourselves in the league this season. It's imperative. Is it, is it hard? Because we talk about um, being defensively solid and, and building from the back. When you're at home, Mark, is it is it a hard decision to stick with that defensive solidness or to be a little bit more attacking and, and to entertain the fans and to go for it when you're at home? How, how do you view it? Yeah, not at all. I mean, as we reviewed the Sheffield United game, you could all see the transition moments were big moments. So they're uh, very evident when you're going two on two with Sheffield United in the back line or three against two or three v three. When do you ever get moments like that against Sheffield United who are sitting on 42 points? So it's very pleasing for me as a head coach and with our staff that we're getting these opportunities to do that. But what happens in football all comes from your defensive foundation. And you've got to be strong, you know. And if you look at our uh, lineup, and especially at the end, we had three strikers on the pitch and two wingers. So Sorba Thomas was a winger. We had Tyree Simpson, Ward and Rhodes. And we had Diara on the left side. That's five in the front line. And we pinned Sheffield United in for the, the last half hour of the game. And that's very pleasing for me. So we had as many offensive players on the pitch as possible. But we still had a really good security and balance behind the ball with Hogg and uh, our back three. And I guess a team like Watford, when you do talk about being defensively solid, we all know the attacking threat they pose. You're really going to need that this Saturday. First and foremost, I respect Watford. It's a good club. It's a club I always enjoy playing against as a player in the Championship. And of course, Slavin Bilic is a very big name in world football and he's a fantastic coach and a man I admire and respect. But I want these three points. I need them for our club. We have to put a positive feeling in the, the building again. We have to progress and move forward. And as I said, we have, we've had some good wins at home and we had a good strong draw against Swansea. And we've got to build on that, guys. It's massive for us. Just talking about building and, and the Sheffield United game and the results going into the break, Mark. I know we've spoken before about your relationship with Lee Bromby and the people above you. How is that going? And, and what have the messages been from above in the last few weeks, Mark? Listen, the guys could see a massive improvement, you know, there's no doubt about it. 
Um, Dave Baldwin and Lee's been excellent. They're always there. They're always supporting. And we always collectively really believe in this group. And we know that we could get ourselves the situation we find ourselves in. If we start winning games, it'll happen very fast. When we start getting these results, you'll see us move up this table fast. And the whole feeling in this building will change. What, what I keep reiterating to the players is, we had a bad start to the season. You have to accept it. But you've got to roll your sleeves up and keep working. The only way you get out of this situation is with hard work and determination. Top stuff, Mark. Good luck for the weekend. And if it's not me next week, I hope you and your family have a lovely Christmas. You too. Have a lovely Christmas. Take care. Thank Talk you. Cheers, Steve. Welcome to you. Hi, Mark. Um, Hi, Steve. Bad news about Tino, of course. Who do you see as the players that could step in and do that creative side? Because I know you will have been banking on him quite a lot to... to bring that improvement. Yeah, it's not only him, Steve. You know, you have uh, Pat Jones who's been missing as well and I've not had, had him from day one and he's made a fantastic impact ever in the season as a young player. He's a guy that could stretch the game with pace and Tino comes into that bracket as well, you know. But we've got other cre creative players in the final third and uh, they're working really hard at the moment and I'm just looking forward to getting the right balance, you know. Yeah, I mean, you've with Hoggy back and Etienne and David Kasumu, is there a possibility that you might be able to move likes of Jack Radoni, Brahima Diara further up the field? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jack Radoni's shown his flexibility. He's he's a, a player who stepped up from a league below last season and everyone keeps commenting on how much he's grown and he's shown real leadership qualities as well when the, the leaders in the group have been missing and he's just going from strength to strength and we've got to really look after him, uh, take care of him and, and make sure that he's progressing. And what's pleasing for me is that he's a player that could play in many offensive positions, but he's also shown that he's got the discipline to play in the deeper roles as well as a as a sort of playmaker, you know. So uh, I'm really happy and satisfied with Jack in that respect. And what about Brahima? Is he sort of a similar sort of skill set to Tino in some regards? Brahima starts at the weekend. Yeah. Do you feel like he? this is sort of his chance now? If he's been in the B team for a while. It seems like that level is a bit beneath him now. It's, it's now to show that he's ready for the championship, isn't it? Raheem is ready for the championship. There's no doubt about it. When you look at him in the training, the way he's playing with, uh, with this real dynamic play that he's got, the way he could drive past players and create, and of course it's the final ball or, or, or the shot where he almost scores at Sunderland and such, but... Don't worry about that. That comes with young players. And for me, I'm really pleased with him. And I just think the, that he's so close to coming in a situation where he scores his goal and he'll explode in, then after that. And uh, and I'm really looking forward to him um, showing what he could do against a big uh, a big club with uh, many uh, big names in Watford at the weekend. Yeah, um, he's a player as well. You're talking about the fans getting behind you. He's the kind of player that can get the fans off their seats, isn't he? Yeah, listen, he's he's the type of player that we love. You know, as football people, he's a guy that could excite. And when he drives past three or four players, especially the way he did in the second half, um, was excellent. But what I have to emphasise is that we have to be careful what we're doing because he's still a young player and uh, we need to utilise him well. But we've also got to be careful that we don't use him too much, that um, he finds himself being fatigued and things such as that. So I always say, be careful with young players, make sure you look after them. However, he's really at a point now where he's pushing hard. He showed great determination and effort in the training camp in Spain, and he's forced himself in a situation where he's ready for a start in 11th place. 
I thought last week, I mean, we've seen Will Boyle has upped his levels. His, his performances recently have been excellent. I thought Josh Ruffles has looked a bit more, um, a lot more at it the last few games as well. It must be pleasing to see those improvements. Yeah, this, this, listen, we know the results have not been consistent the way we want them. Um, in terms of when we're playing uh, the teams like Sheffield United at the weekend and we lost narrowly. However, as a head coach, you question yourself constantly on how you're improving the squad, how you're improving the players individually. And when you go through these individuals and you think about Boyle, Ruffles, um, Rodone, Kasumu, Kamara, Diara, and such, they're improving all the time. They're getting stronger. They're doing everything right. There's a real clarity on what we are as a team now. We play with identity. And that's also my role, guys. I've got to develop these players to get the best out of them. Uh, and with the framework uh, as the squad in a whole, you know. The, I think those improvements are obviously there to see, but we've not really seen the needle moving yet in terms of scoring goals. What do you think it takes to, to push that into the next it's level? It's confidence. It's just confidence in the final third. And uh, that's what I emphasised to our attacking players there before the game at the weekend. I don't worry about these guys because they've got the numbers, they've scored the goals, they've made the assists or they wouldn't be at this level. They've just got to keep being confident and they've got to do things at a different tempo when they come in the final third because we know that speed kills and we've been training that a lot and focusing on that a lot in the, in the, the, the last weeks. When we go in that final third, how could we go up through the gears and change the tempo of the game so that we're becoming more dangerous in attacking phases? And it's not like we're not getting the opportunities. If I was not getting the opportunities to go in transition or to create chances with crossing opportunities or 1v1 situations in the box, then it would be concerned. But when we analyse the game after and review it as a staff, there's a lot of positive things to take. I just felt in the first half against Sheffield, we were a little bit um, slow and laboured in possession and we really upped the tempo with that in the second half and that was pleasing to see. Yeah, do, do you feel like you've, you said before the break, your hands were tied a little bit with your selections and that suggested a certain style. Do you feel like you're ready now to sort of move forward and maybe look to take more control of games, play on the front foot a bit more? No, what I would say is that to stay in this league, you have to be solid defensively. Um, I've got to be in a situation where I'm winning games ugly. I'm not here to put on performances. I'm here to win games. I would have rather went up to Sheffield United and had two goals that were scrappy or due to them making mistakes and we nicked that three points. I'm no interested in the performance up there. I was more interested in the fact that we could go there and win ugly and I think if you're a team that could balance that out, then you're in a really good way moving forward. I guess winning ugly, it's um, a message that comes across loud and clear to the players, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we showed that down at QPR away. We were really strong, great team spirit, togetherness. And guys, don't underestimate that. If you've got that team spirit in your group, it could push you a long way. And as I said, the performances are there. That's no, that's no concern for me. But I would like us to go and scrap a game out and win in that respect as well. And then it shows we've got that other side to us. And listen, we've got real fighters in that team. We've got guys that are fighting and rolling their sleeves up. And they've got to show that spirit from now until the end of the season. And it's my responsibility to drive them day in, day out. And, and uh, as, the, as the games go, you'll see how competitive we will be. Tyrese and, and Hoggy both look like fighters from, 
from what we saw. Like, I mean, we know Hoggy, obviously, it's the first time we've seen Tyrese. They both look like players who embody that. I think Tyrese is going to be a real handful, you know. Physicality is incredible. Um, he's built like a rugby player or a boxer. He's a powerful boy. He's got very low fat percent and he's strong boy, you know. Uh, athletic lad and all he needs now is time. He just needs... Uh, everyone to be patient with him because we, we've got to understand he's also a young player, he's 20 year old, he's a developing player, he's, he's similar to Kasuma and Rodone where they've stepped up from League One. Um, if you look at Sheffield United at the weekend, they're bringing players like Oliver McBurney off the bench who's been signed for over 20 million. So as I said, it does not worry me that that's the case with these teams in the top six. What it is is my sole focus is on our players, developing them, making them better, giving them real clarity in what they're about, and you could see we're a really competitive team. I guess with um, with Jordan and Wardy both uh, in a dry spell at the moment, a bit underperforming, there's an opportunity there for Tyrese to, to grab it if he wants it. I don't think he's quite at that stage, Steve. You know, I think he's more an impact player at the moment. However, what I would say is that, um, and, I, and, I, and I made this clear last week, especially with Jordan. Jordan works so hard in training. He really puts big demands on himself and he and he's, he plays with a high level. But we've just found the balance of the team at the moment, the way we're going with one striker, that it's fitted well for us and we're really defensively strong. However, the, all the strikers are in contention and they're training really well moving forward to Watford at the moment. There's a lot of... Um, you mentioned the situation the club is in, obviously. There's going to be fans sort of speculating. I know the fact the club can only say so much. But is it a case for you of sort of bunkering down and turning off from that as a group? Yeah, I don't read anything, guys, to be honest with you. Um, like, I've never done that. I learned as a player never to read anything, you know, in terms of what goes on on the outside because we could only influence what's happening in the inside. My sole focus, you know, is making us strong, stronger and developing as a group. And the only way we could do that is from what we implement on the training field. Um, and as you can see, we're very, very competitive in the games. We're a different animal to the start of the season. Um, and we've got to improve. And that's the pleasing thing for me. Although we're improving, there's still big margins that we could get even better. Um, and when we do that, I'm sure you're going to see us climbing this table. And I'm absolutely confident of it. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Stuart, we'll come to you next, please. Morning, <coughs> morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Stuart. How are you? Are you OK? I'm good, thank you. Um, just with regards to Brahima, he's obviously he's he's a he's a young player who, who takes risks in his game. I, I just feel if that's is is that the next stage you need in your development as a team, having worked so hard on the defensive side earlier. He's just a good young player, all round player. Um, he's a very dynamic player, and he's got a great appetite for the game. And I'm really looking forward to watching him out there. And I think the academy will be really proud. When they see players like him, Kamara and Ayina as well, you're all forgetting Ayina's been on the bench as well. And he's he's been a real find in the training camp. And the training's benefiting him massively. He's an athletic player. And uh, he's one that's going to come to the fore in the next weeks as well. Guys, I've told you before, I'm here to develop these players. They're the future of the club. And I'll win games with them. I've showed that, you know. And we've got to be have an understanding that it's small margins in the games at the moment. But that's going to swing our way. And I'm absolutely confident that these young lads will go out there and play without fear. And now that you've got your Hogs back and your Matty Pearson's coming back slowly but surely alongside Turton, the guys will lead them. And obviously, 
giving Diara a chance, giving Spencer a chance, players like that. Do you, do you feel it? It just sort of encourages all the you know the the B team lads, for want of a better word, in training to just push that little bit harder because they can see the opportunities there. Listen, we have to be careful because the long they don't all come in. They mm. only come into the group when they deserve it, yeah. and it comes from how they're performing in the training and the play with real intensity. And when they do that, they find themselves in the group and they get a consistency with their training there. And of course, what's happening with them at the moment is they're just going past. They're going past the players that have been starting and they're finding themselves in a, in a situation where they're starting games. And it's really proud for me to see how quickly they're developing. But that's what happens with young players. They've got the appetite and the desire. And we're really lucky and privileged at this club that we've got good, experienced professionals beside them that could guide them. And I'm really looking forward to growing as a head coach with this group of players. And I feel that the future is going to be bright. I understand the financial situations that there's going to be a lot of eyes on these young lads because they could see how well they're developing. And I just hope that Lee Bromby could keep them for me moving forward because I want to build something at this club and they're massive for me because they know what it means and what it takes to play for this club and they really care for the club. Was there a was there a sort of light bulb moment with Diara, something he did in training that made you think I've really got to involve this kid, or was it just a just a general gradual thing of the way he's been in training? Guys, you've all seen him. He's watching him in the youth team games. He's watching him when he's come on. How many players do you know could run past five players from the halfway line against Sunderland? I didn't see one West Brom do, player do that the other day. You know that's what he's capable of. He's got big talent, and we've got to nurture him. And we've got to keep his feet on the ground. He's got to keep working hard. But the rate he's going at the moment is going to be very hard to hold him back. And I'm excited to see him at the weekend. And just on the loans generally, I respect what you said to Louis about you're not going to talk about ins and outs. I just wondered how the, how the process works within the within the head coach structure. Who who will make a decision on what players should be recalled of the, of the players who are out on loan at the moment? Respectfully, I wouldn't like to speculate on anything in regards to loans or January, like I've said before. Mm-hmm. I'm fully focused on these next three games. I need these fans behind me in this team because I know when they're behind us, we will put in big performances because they are the 12th man. I know it's a cliche, but they really are because when they get the stadium boiling, it's a hell of a place to, to win against us at. And as I said, that is my full focus at the moment. Training, games, and after that, everything else does not matter to me. Fair enough. And and not just for the players, but for the fans as well. How important will that second half against Sheffield United be, do you think, in terms of just generating more belief amongst, say, the, the players and the supporters against another top team? I think what it does to the fans is it makes them even more frustrated mm. because they could see how well we performed. Our fans are clever, they're football people, they know how hard it is to go to Bramall Lane. When you're a team, you're a bottom of the league, you, you as a fan group or a fan culture could be concerned and think, fearing the worst going up there to Sheffield United, who are sitting with 42 points and a massive budget. In the second half, we pinned them in, that's a fact. So you've got to be proud of these players, you've got to be proud of the younger ones that are coming in, and proud of the injured guys that have come back as well, because they're working their socks off. They're really rolling their sleeves up and they're giving everything. And that's all we can ask, guys. You could, you're no guaranteed to win games at any level, but what you could demand is hard work and effort, and every one of them are doing it at the moment. And, and Mark, obviously you're in a 
a high pressure, high profile job. You're coming into a, a busy period of, of the season. How how difficult or easy is it for you to, with, with both the young players and the players go, coming back from injury, to to not push them, you know, further than they can go? Particularly, I imagine players like Hogger demanding to play when maybe sports scientists are saying, oh, he's only got half an hour in his legs or whatever. Very tough. Because of course I want Hog. I would like I would have started Hog at Sheffield United, no problem. Mm. However, you have to take the guidance from the medical guys and respect them because they're experts in their area. And when people see Hog on the bench, they're thinking, why does Mark not start with him? Well, the fact is that I'm taking advice from the medical people at the club because they're getting paid to give us as a staff that advice. But when there's a fit Hog and the way he plays with the tenacity and the determination, He's a starter for my team. That's where captain, that's where leader. Alongside your Tom Lees, your Matty Pearson, your Nichols. They're the guys that will lead this group over the line and make sure that this great club stays in the league this season. And as you said there, you know, you've got more than one leader in this group. But when when you have guys like Hogg back in the in the side, do you do you just notice a, a difference in the confidence of everyone else? You guys all noticed it because that's all we're talking about at the moment. Yeah. So it's easy for me. It brings a smile to my face because what he does is he does the basics so well. He gets it, he circulates the ball, he barks at players when there are no tracking runners. He's he's a real he's a really tenacious player, and uh, for me he's a head coach's dream. And we've got to look after him because we know he's coming to that age now. And the issue you've got with Hoggy is that he doesn't know how to play half cocked. Everything he does is at full throttle, um, and I'm really excited to see him in there. And I know that he's enjoying playing with these young players. And they're giving him a real energy. And uh, the way he's been training, he's been training with a real smile on his face at the moment. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time, Mark. Good luck. On Have Saturday. a lovely Christmas. Thanks. Thank you very thank much. You. Cheers. Thanks for No worries. Morning, Mark. Um, just going back to last week, and uh, Mikhail Helic, I thought, was excellent, potentially best player. Um, after the disappointment of not going to the World Cup with, with Poland, is that something that you feel might work in your favour with him having the motivation to go up a level and, and sort of prove a point over the next six months, sir. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, me and Big Misha have made a deal and I've told them that I'll build one him and I want him to go and play many games for them. And I think that the way he's playing at the moment and especially the way he handled their strikers, it's only going to be beneficial for him with his future because he's playing with real confidence, he's playing with a real presence and that back three is really solid, you know, and we've also got Matty Pearson to come into the fold there as well. So it's really competitive in that area. I really believe the back five, including the keeper, is as strong as anything in the league. And I think that we're midfielders and strikers are working really hard as well. And it's just got to click for them. And when it clicks, we'll win games. Yeah, and just another member of your back five last weekend, Kane, at right wing back again. He looks more and more settled in the side, either side of the, the World Cup break. Are you pleased with where he is at the minute and the development that he's... You know, you're yeah, talking about moving players on. Absolutely, and me and Kane have been chatting about that of recent, that Kane's un got a really good understanding of when he plays and when he doesn't play, he doesn't get too disappointed, you know, and that's what happens as a young player, and he's very much in that fold. He's going to play games, he's going to be out, and whenever he's come in, he's been ready, you know, and he's finding a real level of consistency in his performances, and it's very pleasing for me, uh, and I'm hoping that he could continue to build on that. That's it from me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah,